It's nighttime in the city. A man makes a promise he'll never keep. Spring just won't come. It's theme time radio hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Welcome once again to Theme Time Radio Hour. You probably recognize the song in the background is the Pink Panther theme. But in this case, it's being played by jazz organist Brother Jack McDuff. The song was written by Henry Mancini, though it was more of a vehicle for tennis sax player Blaz Johnson. We got a couple of letters that took me to task. They were angry that we did a dog show, but we didn't do a cat show. So this one's for all my cat people out there. Mark Twain once said, Of all of God's creatures, there's only one that cannot be made slave of the leash. That one is the cat. A man could be crossed with a cat. It would improve the man, but it would deteriorate the cat. So for the next hour, we'll be talking about the truly crepuscular creatures who curl up in your lap and ignore you. We'll be talking about fat cats and fatty cats, cat burglars and the cat's meow. We're letting the cat out of the bag with no pussyfooting around. See how many ways they're out to skin one. And after all that, we'll stretch out and take a cat nap. So keep your dial tuned right here. I know it's not actually a dial. I just like saying that. Because for the next hour, we're going to be talking about kitties. The coasters get played on a lot of oldie shows. And it's usually the same four or five songs. But there's a whole lot of songs in their repertoire that are worth listening to. Here's their song, Three Cool Cats. The term was Hepcat. There's a lot of questions where that phrase came from. My personal favorite is that it comes from Wolof, which is a language spoken in the West African nations of Senegal, Gambia, and Mauritania. 
the words hip, hep, and hippie roughly translate into the phrase to be aware or alive to what is going on. At least that's the way I always heard it. Now the kittens are ready for a little frolic. And what has Curly found? It's a ball of yarn. Round and round he goes. What fun they have. That piano you're hearing in the background is played by the man from New Orleans with the big jewel in his teeth, Jellyville Morton. Tomcat Blues is a pretty common title. There's more than one song of that name, and here's another one. We don't have to tell you too much about Cliff Carlisle. We've told you all about his slide guitar playing and his impressive yodeling style. Here he is from the early 30s, Cliff Carlisle, Tomcat Blues. Mr. Dog is coming. Now, here's Curly. What's he going to do? He doesn't run away. His legs stiffen. His fur stands up on end. What a fierce-looking kitten. He backs up to the tree and slaps Mr. Dog across the nose with his sharp claws. William Edgar John was five foot four. He had a taste for liquor and was insecure about his short height. He carried a gun and a knife. In 1964, he stabbed a man and went to Washington State Penitentiary. He died there in 1968. James Brown recorded a tribute album that year. Who was William Edgar John? Well, if you're an R&B fan, you know him as Cullendale, Arizona native, Little Willie John. Willie lived a short, sad life. 
As a matter of fact, there are letters from prison that were written to both his sister, the powerful singer Mabel John, and the man who owned his record company, Sid Nathan. These letters went deep with the sadness and anxiety of a talented youth wasting his life behind bars. Let's not remember him like that, though. Let's remember him in happier times, with a song that was also recorded by the Beatles. But Willie was there first. Here he is, little Willie John. Leave my kitten alone. America did not have a monopoly on platinum pulchritude. Diana Doors was born with a slightly less romantic name, Diana Mary Flock, in 1931. She was called the English Marilyn Monroe, the siren of Swindon, and a hurricane in mink. She made her first movie when she was 15. A number of years later, she played the ex-wife of Peter Sellers in the movie There's a Girl in My Soup. You probably have a picture of her in your house right now. If you don't believe me, pull out a copy of Sides and Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Fronting off to the side. Hey, there I am. If you listen to the Theme Time Radio Hour a lot, you can identify this next artist with your eyes closed. It's Buck Owens and his Buckaroos. And you know, we've talked about Buck so much, but we always talk about him as a musician. Sure, he had a lot of hits, but he was also an entrepreneur. In 1964, he and his manager formed their own booking agency, which handled Merle Haggard, Joe Mephis, Wynn Stewart, Rose Maddox, whole bunch more. A couple of years later, in 1967, he started Blue Book Publishing, and then he started to buy radio stations. In 1999, Claire Channel bought the station he owned in Phoenix, KNIX-FM, for $84 million. No wonder y'all sound so happy on all of his records. Here he is, with a song about a big cat, a tiger to be exact, and he's got it by the tail. Here's Buck. I've got a tiger by the tail, it's plain to see. I won't be much when you get through with me. Well, I'm a losing weight and I'm turning mighty pale. 
have more than a hundred stripes, and no two have identical stripes, unless they're wearing the same pajamas. About a year ago, I walked into Roy's dressing room, and there I see him meditating with our tiger. There was a feeling in this room that I can hardly describe. The harmony inspired my imagination. I wanted to share this moment with my audience. At the end of our show every week, we announce what the next week's theme is going to be. And while I've never gotten so much email as I have this week, there must be a lot of cat lovers out there. Here's one that I received from Julie Goldberg. Julie writes, Dear Bob, I have heard that too much tuna can lead to vitamin deficiency in cats. We give our cat wet food once a day. If I'd give her tuna-flavored wet food every day, will that harm her? Well, thank you for your question, Julie. First of all, I'm not a veterinarian, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. Your kitty needs a lot of different kinds of food. Without supplements, an all-tuna diet could lead to steatitis, which is a vitamin E deficiency. Also, human tuna does not have other essential vitamins and minerals. This can cause a thiamine deficiency and problems with their blood clotting and their urinary tract. Don't be afraid to feed them tuna-flavored cat food and give them human tuna only occasionally as a treat. And I'll tell you another thing, Julie. I've been to a number of restaurants, and I'm not completely sure that I'm getting human tuna. I ran into Cat Power at the veterinarian. She's an interesting gal. She wanted to talk about this week's show. I like cats in general, but yeah, I'm a dog person more than a cat person. I got the name Cat Power from uh, an old guy who was a regular at this place I served beer and he um, was wearing a cat diesel power hat and uh, I imagine like people power like you know doing it yourself and getting things done so cat power yeah thank you cat this is theme time radio hour we're talking about cats all sorts of cats the Abyssinian, the Balinese, the Bengal, the Bombay, the Burmese, and the Burmilla. We're talking about the California Spangled Cat, the Chantilly, the Color Point Short Hair, the Divan Rex, the Egyptian Mao. We're talking about the exotic German Rex, Havana Brown. We're talking about the Korat Cat, La Perm, Maine Coon, Manx, the Munchkin, the Nebulung, and the Norwegian Forest Cat. We're talking about the Oriental long hair. You might hear us say something about the Persian cat, the Peterball, the Pixie Bob, and the Mega Muffin. Maybe the Ragdoll. How about the Russian Blue, the Savannah, the Scottish Fold, the Siamese, the Siberian cat, 
the snowshoe cat, the sphinx, the Turkish angora, and the York chocolate cat. One man who's a fan of at least one of those kinds of cats was the mighty Sparrow. Sparrow was born in Grand Bay, Grenada. He learned how to sing at St. Patrick's Catholic Church. As a matter of fact, he became the head choir boy there. Here he is with great evidence of his religious background. The mighty Sparrow and Sal the Pussy. More broken than a louse. If there are nothing left for me to pawn in the house, my girlfriend have a pussy cat they call Big Fat Lazy. Push a pencil to sell it, get some cash cause he ain't no use. If you hear me sell the pussy and bring all the cash to me, I love you, baby, but I can't remain hungry. This starvation, it could finish just like that. But you got to sell it, pussy, sell it, pussy, She complaining, oh, she have this cat and she born. She won't sell it, she won't even put it in pawn. But before I have to choke and rob and perhaps end up in jail, let me tell me, friends, that you have your pussy for sale. Sell the pussy and bring all the cash to me. I love you, baby, but I can't remain hungry. This starvation got to finish just like that. But you got to sell the pussy, sell the pussy, yeah. Employment is what really have me so broke You're gonna help out if you sell till I start to work And I promise you won't have to sell for more than a year or two By then I should have enough cash to buy free pussy for you As you sell the pussy and bring all the cash to me Love you baby, but I can't remain hungry This starvation got to finish just like that but you got to sell it, pussy, sell it, pussy, yeah. Hey! She decided she go give me idea try. Shiny man to buy, but she shy. She got accustomed to the business now, so no longer she afraid. Since I can't get up, she continue walking, she trade. Hey, 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 sell the pussy and bring all the cash to me. I love you, baby, but I can't remain hungry. This starvation got to finish just like that. But you got to sell the pussy, sell the pussy, yeah. That was Farmer Quiet Boy, The Mighty Sparrow, and Sell the Pussy here on Team Time Radio Hour. If you're thinking about selling a cat, the most expensive is the Bengal. They can fetch anywhere from $970 to $4,000. However, be aware that the Cat Fanciers Association, the largest and oldest registry of cats, does not recognize the Bengal as a pedigree of cat. This is because they have wild and non-domestic blood in their recent heritage. It's a case of non-domestic nervation. Well, we heard the mighty sparrow imploring his beloved to go out and sell the pussy. I'm sure he's expecting a tidy sum of 
money. Our next song is about a more humble amount. And even though it's a smaller amount of money, it's still a solid sabadilla. It's O.C. Stockard in the Wanderers asking you to put a nickel in the kitty. Commercial, we already in rehearsal. Drop a nickel and a kitty, me play your ditty now. Now we're going crazy, have minds are getting hazy. Drop a nickel and a kitty, me play your ditty now. Now new ones, old ones, high ones, low ones, we play with all our might. We practice in the daytime and play them every night. Now to keep the drums a beating and keep the poor boys a eating, drop a nickel and a kitty, we play your ditty now. We play them all at night. We practice in the daytime and play them every night. Now to keep the old drums a beating and to keep the poor boys eating. Drop a nickel and a kitty. We play your ditty now. Drop a nickel and the kitty. We'll play a ditty now. That was O.C. Stockard in the Wanderers. O.C. was the tenor banjo player with Milton Brown and his musical brownies. After Milton Brown died, O.C. formed this band but couldn't quite make it on his own. So he joined Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys. You might be wondering what a kitty was. Well, a kitty's a basket of money you see by a street performer's feet, or sometimes being passed around a coffee shop. Sometimes it's the pile of money in the middle of a gambling table. Here's where the term kitty came from. There's a game called Pharaoh. The back of the house was called the Tiger. This was probably because tigers were used on signs marking the entrances to Chinese gambling houses. Gamblers used the diminutive kitty instead of tiger, and this became the common use. By the late 19th century, the phrase sweeten or fatten a kitty became commonplace if you were adding chips to a pot in a poker game or making a business deal more lucrative. This is Theme Time Radio Hour, and we're talking about cats. The cat that Tapper and Georgia Tom sang about was at one time, but is no longer. Here's their song, Dead Cats on the Line, Tapper Red and Georgia Tom. You're Chicago women, run hand in hand. You run around with one another's man. There's a dead cat on the line. There's a dead cat on the line. I ain't lying, you're the cheating kind There's a dead cat on the line You come home at night, talking out your head You have to take a bath before you go to bed There's a dead cat on the line There's a dead cat on the line I ain't lying, you're the cheating kind There's a dead cat on the line You and Sister Smith are getting mighty strong when you shake hands, you got to hold it so long. There's a dead cat on the line. There's a dead cat on the line. Yeah. I ain't lying, you're the cheating kind. There's a dead cat on the line. She was standing in church with her old man. I saw you when you tickled her in her hand. There's a dead cat on the line. There's a dead cat on the line. Line. 
brown skin. Your husband ain't fair. Your children all yelling, got curly hair. There's a dead cat on the line. There's a dead cat on the line. I ain't lying. You're the cheating kind. There's a dead cat on the line. Early this morning, about half past four. Seen Bill Johnson coming out your door. There's a dead cat on the line. There's a dead cat on the line. I ain't lying. You're the cheating kind. There's a dead cat on the line. There's one thing I can't understand. You broke up your home and quit your regular man. There's a dead cat on the line. There's a dead cat on the line. That was Tampa Red and Georgia Tom. Georgia Tom, whose real name was Thomas Andrew Dorsey, stopped recording secular music and returned to his gospel roots. By 1932, he composed some of the most famous gospel songs, including Precious Lord and Peace in the Valley. He was one of the forefathers of modern gospel music, and he lived to be 94 years old. On the other hand, the hard-living, hard-drinking Tampa Red only lived to be 77 years old. Perhaps there's a life lesson in there somewhere. Most interesting. You told me of your village and the people and their strange beliefs. And the catwomen of your village, too. You told me of them. Women who, in jealousy or anger or out of their own corrupt passions, can change into great cats like panthers. That's what you believe and fear. Next up, we have a song that you've heard a million times, but you probably don't know the fascinating story behind it. It's kind of a complicated story, but I'm going to try to draw you a simple loxodromic version. The song was originally called Mbube, which means lion. It had a haunting Zulu refrain that the English-speaking people sounded like Wimowe. It was written by a man named Solomon Linda and was a big hit in what is now Swaziland. Solomon Linda based the song on a childhood experience that he had chasing lions that were stalking his family's cattle. He recorded it in 1939 with his group, The Evening Birds. His record company sent the song to Decca Records in the United States. They were not interested, but someone who was, was Alan Lomax. He gave the record to Pete Seeger, who fell in love with it. He especially loved the Wimowan refrain. recorded a version of it with his group The Weavers and it took off after a live version from Carnegie Hall was released. The Kingston Trio recorded it in 1959. But in many cases, Solomon Linda's name was either left off the credits or he had to share it with other people. Solomon Linda died with only $25 in his bank account. But that wasn't the end of the song. A Brooklyn doo-wop group called the Tokens brought a version of the Weavers song into their record label RCA. Hugo and Luigi, who were producers for RCA, liked the song but thought it needed new lyrics. And the song The Lion Sleeps Tonight was born. The Tokens didn't like the lyrics, but the record company said you're going to record it. And I bet they're glad they did. It's one of the most remembered songs of the early 60s. Here are the Tokens, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. <coughs> Oh, wait. 
tokens in the song The Lion Sleeps Tonight. People around the world can listen to this song now because it's been translated into Spanish, Portuguese, French, German, Danish, Japanese, and Yiddish. I just hope some of the money have been translated into Solomon Linda's family's bank account. Once there was a very poor boy whose name was Dick Whittington, and he was all alone in the world except for one friend, his faithful cat, Ripple Dee Dee. This is Theme Time Radio Hour, and the phones are lit up like a Christmas tree. There's so many cat calls out there. Let's take one right now. Call, are you on the air? What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Betty Borden, and I'm calling from Wichita. All right, Betty, how are things in Wichita today? Pretty good, Bob. What's your question? Been enjoying the show about cats, but maybe you can answer a question I've always had. Where does the phrase, letting the cat out of the bag, come from? Well, that's a great question, Betty. That expression actually gives us two expressions. I know that sounds confusing, but let me explain. Back in the 18th century, there was a common hustle that would happen at the marketplace. If you were buying a small piglet, the hustler would put a cat in a bag instead. He would pretend it was a pig. Obviously, a pig was much more valuable than a cat. If you, the buyer, insisted on seeing it, you would be told that it was too lively, and if you opened up the bag, the animal might escape. If you forced the crooked marketeer to open it up, he would literally let the cat out of the bag. Now, another term for a bag was a poke. So that's also where we get the expression, never buy a pig in a poke. Thanks a lot, Betty, and keep listening. Thanks, Bob. Uh, can I give a shout-out to my cat, Pates? You just did. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. This next artist got some animals with some problems. Here he is, Kid Walter Smith. The cat's got the measles and the dog got the hoops in cough, dog gone. The cat's got the measles and the dog got the hoops in cough. Doggone a man, let a woman be his boss, doggone my time. Thought I heard a rockin' deep down in the ground, doggone. Thought I heard a rockin' deep down in the ground. It must have been the devil that changed my good gal down, doggone my time. Smith, the cat's got the measles, dog's got the whooping cough. Certainly a pet lover's dystopia. 
Walter Smith was a singer and a guitarist. Also played a little bit of harmonica and recorded under the name Walter Smith, Kid Smith, and Gid Smith. Using those names to record for different labels and collect multiple paychecks. I was getting some photos developed and I ran into John C. Riley. We were talking about the show. I had to go get my tape recorder out of the car. You got to hear this. Last night I saw a documentary called Cat Dancers. And it's all about this couple, this man and this woman. They added a third guy to their act when they started getting into animals. And then they became lovers, the three of them. These two guys and this woman. And then, uh, well, I hate to give it away, but the, the big cats eventually pick off two people out of the menage a trois. And there's one guy left. But, uh, yeah, you can't mess with cats. House cats, one thing, but you can't expect to have some type of relationship with a tiger. The tiger is just biding its time until it, until it eats you. Cats will get you in the end, man. It's their world. You're just <laughs> They're just tolerating you, you know? Thanks, John. As we told you before, we play some familiar artists, and we play some unfamiliar artists. Sometimes we just play artists that confuse us totally. I know nothing about Emmy Oro, except that she recorded this song, and by the end of it, she starts speaking a language that I can't understand. Here's Emmy Oro with a fish house function for a cross-eyed cat named Sam. We were having fun at a summer resort When the cops came and took us to the village court The judge wrapped a gavel that was old and worn He said, now tell me what was going on And I said It was a fish house function for a cross-eyed cat named Sam Just a fish house function for a cross-eyed cat named Sam But the place was crowded like a there were big eyes peeping out, there were big eyes peeping in. There was a hush, hush talk about games you couldn't win. At the push house, function for a cross eyed cat named Sam. Black cat bone. 
Hawk Wilson and his buddies, my woman has a black cat bone. A black cat bone is a good luck charm. A hoodoo charm is supposed to be especially effective to bring back a lover. You might be wondering what made it so special. I'm going to tell you, but let me tell you up front. I do not condone this behavior. Don't shoot the messenger. You see, according to legend, every black cat has somewhere inside of the body one bone that will either make the owner invisible or could be used to bring back a lost love. To get this bone, a black cat must be thrown into a kettle of boiling water at midnight while it's still alive. I told you, I don't condone this behavior. Anyway, all the meat is boiled off the bone, and the special bone, supposedly, is the one found on top when the water boils away. There's another legend that says the way to find this special bone is to take each bone that's left, one by one, and place it under your tongue, and then ask an assistant to tell you if you become invisible. While we're on the subject of hoodoo, you hear a phrase, John the Conqueror Brute. You probably heard it in Muddy Waters records. Probably always wondered what it was. Believe it or not, it's a relative of the common sweet potato. It's a tuber, just like a potato. The root is not ingested because it's a very powerful laxative. Instead, you carry it in your pocket or you use it as an ingredient in a mojo bag. It's named after John the Conqueror, who was supposedly the son of an African king. Now you heard me mention a mojo bag before, also called a mojo hand, or a conjuring hand, or a lucky hand, or a root bag. My old buddy Dr. John will call it a gree-gree bag. It's basically a small flannel bag that carries one or more magical items. It's kind of like having a miracle to go, a spell you can carry. The word hand, in the context of mojo hand, is used like in a hand of cards, meaning a number of ingredients that make up one thing, like how the different suits can make up a hand in card games. Well, enough yapping. Let's get back to some more music. The Rolling Stones album, Beggar's Banquet, was originally supposed to have a photograph of a dirty bathroom stall covered in semi-obscene graffiti. The record company said no way, and the album was delayed for five months. Finally, the log jam was broken when the Rolling Stones agreed to release it in a plain white sleeve with lettering that made it look like a fancy invitation. Finally, in 1984, the crack album cover was put on the record, but by that time, it was on a CD, nowhere near as large as an album cover and nowhere near as striking. The music still sounds good, though, as we prove while playing straight cat blues. Here are the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I've got songs here. 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 Yeah
in the forests of the night. What immortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? Tiger, William Blake, cool cat poet. I'm going to leave you with the words of Nan Porter. If cats could talk, they wouldn't. We'll see you again next week on Theme Time Radio Hour. Your home for feline themes, hairball schemes, and scratching post dreams. Thanks for listening to Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Produced by Eddie Gorodetsky and the associate producer is Anita Fitzgerald. Continuity is by Eats Martin and the editor is Damian Rodriguez. The supervising editor is Rob McCumber. The research team is Diane Lapson and Bernie Bernstein with additional research courtesy of Lynn Sheridan, April Hayes, Callie Clavin, Turns, Michael, Sean Patrick, and Matthew Meltzer. Robert Bauer was the librarian and the production coordinator was Debbie Sweeney. Production assistance is courtesy of Jim McBeam. And special thanks go out to Randy Azradi, Coco Shinomiya, Samson's Diner, and Lee Abrams. Tex Carbone was our director of studio operations. Recorded in Studio B of the historic Abernathy building. Built in 1848. It's a great water park production in association with Big Red Tree. This is your announcer, Pierre Mancini, speaking. Join us again next week when we take a look at madness. This broadcast is dedicated to the memory of Kit Bauer. Deep Tracks plays the rarities from the vault of heritage rock and roll. The Generation's musical stash. Deep Tracks on Sirius XM.